you ever thought about how valuable it would be to get career advice from a top executive? Have you ever wondered what management really thinks about diversity? Join us as our C-suite guest shares with our Latino community their unique insights on professional development and diverse leadership. Before we continue, I wanted to share a fun way to interact with C-Suite. It's easy peasy to record a voice message to share your thoughts, comments, and questions. If you do, we may feature your message on a future episode. To leave a message, just go to the Anchor FM app or website. Welcome to C-Suite, the show that combines surprising leadership insights with a focus on diversity. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor and Executive Vice President of Marketing for Alpha New Jersey. Today, we have a truly inclusive guest, Alexia Claiborne, Director, DNI and Accessibility, Marketing and Consumer Business for Microsoft. Alexia believes that team empowerment is critical to organizational success, as is an anti-racism lens that actively works on undoing systemic racism and a company-wide approach that combats ableism. She is a federally certified French translator and interpreter, three-sport varsity athlete, and martial artist. Lastly, she is a champion for autism awareness, a cause which is near and dear to her heart as the mother of a beautiful nonverbal child on the spectrum. Welcome, Alexia. In this exact moment, how are you feeling? How's your energy? How's your outlook? Well, thank you so much, Joe. I'm, I'm so grateful and honored to be here. Um, I'd like to start by introducing myself via my pronouns. My name is Alexia Claiborne. I, I go by she, her pronouns. And as a quick visual description, um, which for those of you who may not be as aware of the practice, it does center the uh, blind and visually impaired community. But since this is a podcast, it's something that I hope helps to add a little bit more of a connection point with um, all of you. So I am an African-American female. I have shoulder length locks with little red tips at the end. I wear glasses and I happen to be wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. So with that said, (laughs) thank you much. Um, And now to answer your question, Joe, I'm definitely I'm an energy person through and through. And I'm feeling very grounded and um, just positive flow of energy coming from you. It's very calming right now. And I'm glad it's Friday. (laughs) I was just thinking about Friday too. We're on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Excellent. And, and I love that. Um, you know, the, the pronouns thing I'm, I'm more familiar with, right? Like a lot of us have it on our LinkedIn profiles and our email signatures, the visual grounding. T- talk, to, talk to me a little bit about that because you're the first guest I've had who's actually done that. I actually quite like that, but can you share with me, uh, share with our audience a little bit more about that and how that helps? Yeah, absolutely. So visual descriptions are a, a newer practice and, you know, it's come out of the need for uh, virtual events and, you know, just <clears throat> connection points, which, you know, certainly with the pandemic has increased significantly for most of us. And it really, you know, from the way that, you know, I view it as an initial inclusion, you know, entry point, it, it provides acknowledgement of a community. 
right, the blind and visually impaired community. There are other, from an accessibility perspective, other communities that are also, you know, that also benefit from the practice. Certainly that's not the end goal of, you know, belonging for the community to stop at acknowledgement, but as most are not aware of it, that's a great first step. And then uh, to close the loop, we also find that you know, those of us who are as privileged as you and I and others who are likely listening, who have network stability and no, you know, instability issues, others may not actually be able to, from a high speed perspective, you know, connect visually um, as well. And so socioeconomic reasons also allow for us to, you know, have that acknowledgement as to why we do it. Oh, I, I love learning about stuff like this. It's so amazing because, um, I feel like the, the, the energy right now, you know, you mentioned you're being an energy person towards positive inclusion and sort of expanding our awareness of maybe something we didn't realize before is, is, is very strong right now. And, and it, I'm really enjoying so many people sort of uh, thinking about these issues and, and participating in this much more. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm sending a heart emoji right now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's help our <laughs> let's help our audience learn a little bit more about you. So the way I like to ask this question is, you know, not not what do you do, right? But what is the unique value that Alexia provides? The thing that has really kind of been your signature and helped you throughout your career, regardless of when it is or what level you're at. Who I tell you, that's um. That's a fair question. And, you know, equally, I, you know, as much as I try to be, you know, as, um, you know, subjective as possible about my own being and, you know, look from the outside in, certainly I can't speak for how others see me. Um, I can share what others have shared, you know, about how they see me typically. But for myself, I, I, I have shown up and I've learned to show up in my, in my truth. And, you know, it's a privilege to be able to do so, but, you know, showing up as who I am has helped me truly connect with people in a genuine and authentic way. And that I believe is key and has been key to my success. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. That really resonates with me, what you're saying about showing up as, as yourself. Um, and talk to us a little bit about how you navigate that, right? Because there may be situations where, um, your true self is, is not going to be expected, right? Like, like in a room or a situation. And I would love to hear your experience about how you navigate that because people have different approaches, right? Some people have it and, and not to judge, but some people have another approach where they actually kind of lose themselves, right? Like they become someone else to fit in. And then there's a whole spectrum in between that, right? Where some people are maybe so much themselves, like regardless of the situation. (laughs) So share with us a little bit about kind of your philosophy, how your journey has been on that, because, you know, I love to hear that from people. Yes, yes, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's a fair point that you just made there that, right, that you, you, you have to at times read the room. You can't just be the same person you are 100% depending on the setting as you are maybe at home. Um, so that's, that's definitely something to highlight. I will say when I, when I mentioned, you know, I'm able to show up in my truth, it does not mean that I don't read the room. It doesn't mean that I haven't spent, you know, years in my you know, career and personal life and understanding people, behaviorally, style, and you know, being able to effectively you know, adapt as needed. That's communication. It's mm-hmm. two ways. 
right? So you, you have to be able to do that piece. But what I, I really meant is that even in those, you know, adaptations and, you know, how I read the room, I'm still being authentically true to my ethics, to my principles. And, you know, I don't leave identities at the door. And um, although I may not, you know, lead with them, they are there and it's evident. Well, I, I get the sense, Alexia, that that actually helps you more powerfully connect with people because you're coming, like you can tell, right? When someone's just sugarcoating things or being fake versus wow, like this is a person being authentic and being themselves. That is something I feel that is easier to connect and resonates better with people. It, it, it does, at least certainly from what I've also, you know, experienced and learned. And, you know, when you show up authentically, I think that the additional impact of that is, you know, you are showing up as a human being, human beings make mistakes. And um, when it resonates and connects with people that you are that, then uh, there's oftentimes more grace associated when you do make those mistakes. Yeah. Well, last um, comment or question on this, because I'm, I'm really enjoying um, this, this topic, uh, is, um, you know, the point of bringing yourself dovetails with diversity, right? Like diversity, the point of it is not to just have different people in the room, right? The point is to have different viewpoints, experiences, have them expressed, have them contribute. So in the end, everyone benefits like like to me that's the point of diversity not just to have difference because that can often create conflict it's more about having the benefit of of the diversity and you don't get that if you're if you're in a room but you're not being yourself absolutely i I really don't have anything to add to that because i think that was you know extremely on point it's what it adds it's what it brings and when you do not have that addition in the room it shows. It really shows. I actually, I, I will say this. I, I saw a meme, and I, I'm, I'm probably horribly misquoting this because it was a while ago, where it was like a virtual reality uh, visual, and this um, <laughs> this professional woman was in a taxi, and she had on a virtual, you know, the, the reality headset, and it was supposed to be uh, something that would be, um, you know, ability to wind down from the day it was that was kind of the messaging and then the meme part of it was um clearly there were no women in the room (laughs) you know when this was being designed and you know that's not a play on gender because obviously you know we no matter how you identify you can you know have um similar thoughts but what that really was showing was most of us don't want to actually have to have a vr headset on when we are you know coming home unwinding from a long day's work we you just want to do nothing unwind and not be connected to any type of screen so what diversity and thought around the room probably would have shared you know is strategically i'm not sure this is a good match <laughs> at yeah. least not how we're marketing it right right excellent excellent love it love it all right well um you deal with all sorts of different people in your role and there's a real focus on how people come together, right? And I'm really curious, um, and this doesn't have to be limited to work, it could just be your experience as a human being on this planet. Um, What is it that never fails to surprise you about people? Oh, oh goodness, I tell you, I've seen a lot. (laughs) Uh, 
Um, but I, I, I will say this is also a learning for myself yeah. is um, emotions. Uh, a lot of what I've experienced and observed, myself included, um, I think that's important, is that, you know, our culture and society has not, in most cases, prepared us to truly feel you know, um, our emotions and express them. And so, and, and again, this is not a, you know, a, a one size fits all comment, but I think we all kind of can resonate with where that's going. And so um, when there is discomfort, when there is, you know, maybe ego at play or when there's just, you know, disappointment, um, how that plays out in behavior has been um, very, interesting and yet um, as I learn to myself you know relate to the emotions you know from from you know the behaviors that I'm seeing it's pretty consistent you know I now can you know um, take time to understand oh wow this person this is you know likely discomfort and this is how it's playing out and um, for the person you know and myself included at times you know, they likely have never really felt it because maybe they've been, you know, uh, sheltered from having to feel discomfort or we as a culture or society have been, no matter who we are, taught to, you know, just keep going and not sit with it. And so that's been a huge observation around um, consistency with how people show up. And, and yeah. that, that has allowed for so much more grace now yeah. that I can recognize it. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love you bringing that out. And, um, you know, I think of um, recent events, um, especially in sports, like with the whole focus on mental, mental health mm -hmm. and wellness, right? And processing that it, it has to do with the anti-racism lens, because sometimes you have to have kind of difficult conversations or deal with difficult issues. And can you hold that and, and go through it rather than just try to ignore it or shut it down or run away from it, which as we all know, doesn't really help things, right? It, it makes it, it's an illusion, like the problem's not there, but it really, it's, it's still there. Agreed, agreed. And people are doing the best they can based off of what I, not all cases, right? <laughs> There's always exceptions, but based off of where they are on their journey. And so again, it comes back to once you can uh, recognize the behaviors and, and, and what's at play really, you know, it allows for grace and a strategic approach that hopefully helps to humanize both sides. Yeah. And, and I like that you've used the word grace in terms of um, how you continue to connect with people, right? Because we're going to have different opinions and, you know, I annoy my wife on a daily basis, right? But without some grace, you know, to be able to say, look, we all have our spots, right? We, we all have difficulties and challenges, but can we see the bigger picture that we're all kind of in this together? And that's not an easy thing to do, right? I mean, it's very easy for us to get caught up in our egos and our ways of seeing the world. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I know we've been on this, uh, you know, this, this subject for a bit, but if, if I may just mm, continue a little, please. a little more. So that actually really resonated what you shared. And it, you know, I, I wanted to highlight that for, you know, a lot of us in underrepresented communities, um, my Latinx siblings, you know, as example as well, from what I've heard and observed, you know, from community, you know, it, we, we experience the world so differently from those in the majority and uh, systemically in power often. And so as a result of that, we have such different perspectives that when we see something that may be 
just completely entrenched in injustice or oppression, um, we're like, why would I have to at times, right? Why would I have to center somebody else's feelings, emotions, and um, instead of what is blatantly oppressive to me, right? Mm -hmm. Where is there even the give and take? And I'll say this piece, if um, hopefully it'll connect uh, to some. I was recently, you know, uh, traveling outside the country and um, I didn't have the same, you know, network. <laughs> I had like, I think 2G. I didn't have access to the same, you know, uh, you know, foods and all these other things and, you know, water, et cetera. And I was just like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to give this up? And I just go home and, you know, you, 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 you understand, you know, all that's connected to all the privilege that, um, you know, the Americans have. Yeah. And equally, I was still trying to protect that, right? It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It also right. doesn't mean that my perspective isn't what it is because having at least that economic privilege and being in a country where we don't have to worry about those insecurities, um, as much, right? Because some of us do. Uh, it, it, it helped to put into perspective what, again, that humanizing and grace piece of other people's perspective, when we are asking to give up some privilege, it's not, it's, it's not that easy. Yeah. It's not, it's not. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And I, I find it so fascinating that you learned that through your, through your travels, right? It's like, you weren't expecting that sort of insight, but it just kind of, <laughs> it's amazing. All right, great. Well, um, the folks in the audience are, are, are all striving or all, you know, trying to continue on, on their path to career or, you know, life success, whatever that means for each individual. Um, so I really like to ask this next question um, to people. From your perspective, what do most people get wrong about how to succeed? Who? Um... Wow, I'm definitely processing that one. I I don't know if um, I would word that question in, in, in you know the same way, but I do believe I understand what you're saying, mm -hmm. and it, I, I feel I would be remiss not to just you know acknowledge that you know success for the almost eight billion plus people on the earth is 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 not based for many billions of those people on hard work, determination or grit, or you know, even skill. It's sometimes just the luck of the draw of where you're born. And that's oftentimes because Americans represent the very privileged few you know, around the world in, in many ways, right? Um, although we also have significant challenges. Uh, but with that said, um, so again, I don't always think it's based off of something someone's doing wrong. It's the way the system is set up. But for those of us who do have access to certain parts of the system, um, I don't know there's a one size fits all. And so mm -hmm. I won't even begin to try to, you know, answer it from that, that, that kind of lens. What I, I will say is that, um, you know, going back to how I started out, you know, our time together around being your authentic and true self. And that's, I believe, very, very important for people to ensure that they remain true to who they are, understand what their ethics and values are, hopefully rooted in what is right. <laughs> um, and there are things that are just right. However, understand what that looks like and stick to those. Choose your path based off of that and um, listen to where you're being drawn. I, I think that as we get older, a lot of us recognize in hindsight, 
why certain things happened, why we were drawn to certain even careers that we, you know, would have never chosen um, at, at times, you know, um, in, in who we are today on our journey. And it likely has been put in place to teach you lessons. Um, and then finally, I'll say, you know, um, birds of a feather, you know, it's uh, really important to surround yourself with people who um, can help support, to help guide, advocate, and, um, you know, show a path that really resonates with you because you're hopefully living in your truth. Mm. You know, what really resonates about what you just shared, Alexia, is um, I've noticed, and maybe you've noticed this sometimes with, with people, um, a lot of people aren't really comfortable sharing who they are, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not really comfortable. And, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? It, it may just be something as simple as, you know, why would anyone want to know about my hobbies outside of work or, you know, my family life or anything like that? And it's almost like they create this, um, this kind of vanilla, this um, bland, this just really, it, it's, it's almost like it could be anyone. It's like, you're like a robot, right? Like you have no spice to you <laughs> at all. And that makes it really hard for people to, 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 to connect with you and, and to really sort of, you know, the whole birds of a feather, like I'm going to be attracted to people who I know are like me, but the first thing has to happen is they have to express who they are for me to know that like, I'm like them. And, and oftentimes that doesn't happen. I mean, is that something you've kind of experienced or, or, or seen as well, this kind of um, sort of maybe discomfort or less willingness to sort of truly express who you are at work? Ooh, um, yeah, I love that question. I, I really do. I'll say that, um, you know, I think a lot of us who are, you know, millennial generation <laughs> um, and above, but likely others, um, you know, have grown up understanding, which we, I think now see is not the case, but understanding that there are certain things you don't talk about at work, race, religion, mm -hmm. and politics, just like certain things that you don't talk about, you know, at the dinner table, which mm -hmm. for me, these are all the places to talk about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in, in ways that are, you know, respectful and, you know, help move the needle you know, where it should, um, because ideally you have at the table, right? At the dinner table, you know, close to, you know, relate close and trusted relationships that you can be vulnerable in yourself. And systemically, you know, the idea and hope is the same for where you spend most of, you know, or a lot of your time, right? Which is at work. So I don't put the onus necessarily on those who may by, you know, choice of, you know, sometimes there's, you know, certain, um, disabilities or, you know, accommodations sure. that play into that or where they are in their journey because they've been taught, you know, to leave the personal. And uh, I know a lot of, you know, people in my parents' age, you know, have, you know, shared and my parents as well, you know, don't tell them about what's going on with this or that, you know, at mm -hmm. times, um, mm -hmm. even, you know, 10 years ago, because mm -hmm. you don't want them to think that you're not able to keep going. And I'm just like, but who would, right? <laughs> <laughs> You need, you know, you need to acknowledge it. Yeah. So I think that's what's at play for a lot of people is the system. All right. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, let's move to the shout out. So I like to ask our guests, you know, tell us about uh, a leader who is passionate about diversity besides yourself 
uh, that people should really know more about? Yeah, so this one's probably gonna sound cliche and I have not been guided to do this by anybody, but I, I will say um, first, you know, global leader that, you know, at least on that level that comes to mind is, you know, Microsoft CEO and chairman Satya Nadella. And I say that because um, I've seen it. And, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's no surprise to anybody that everybody on the face of this earth has still room to grow, <laughs> everybody. And especially when you're talking about um, changing systems that have been in place for hundreds of years, you know, uh, that have not benefited many, but yeah. the few. It takes time, but I have seen such, you know, leadership, you know, and such vision and such guidance on, you know, what our purpose is and how we show up. And the, the, the one thing that really resonated with me, you know, about Sasha that he's made very public, you know, is around his um, special needs child. Uh. I, myself being a special needs parent, um, you know, I see the world so differently than I did. My daughter just turned nine than I did before Eleanor was born. And I don't know one special needs parent that has gone through a journey like, you know, like ours, who hasn't, if they weren't before, become much more empathetic and lead with that, hasn't really been focused on inclusivity, hasn't really seen the bigger picture of what it's like if they weren't already a part of my, you know, if, if they weren't already a part of the majority, what it's like to be a part of, you know, truly uh, the least, you know, represented often. So, um, Satya, on the global level, and then um, I'm going to give, because I, I know quite a few, you know, what I, I call, you know, uh, community leaders who are, you know, at the very, you know, senior levels and people within organizations at all levels, including rising professionals. And I will say that it is a collective. And it's also cliche in ways, but I wouldn't shout out any other specific individual because I see so many of the people that I work with, so many of the people that I respect and um, acknowledge, but may never get the actual um, or the same level of recognition acknowledgement as someone like myself, who are the reasons and have always been the reasons why, you know, I'm here, others are able to be here and, 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 and continue to push forward. And so I wanted to just shout them out. Thank you all, continue to do what you do. We all are needed and um, we, Hopefully we'll all continue. If we aren't already, we'll start working together. If we all believe that the way of the world is um, inclusive, it's equitable, it's diverse and it's accessible, let's work together. Yeah. Wow, love it, love it. Well, Alexia, it's been such a pleasure for me today to, to talk to you and learn so much about your journey, the way you see the world um, and, and your special experience. How can people connect to learn more about you and the things that are important to you or uh, your business? Yeah, um, well, I you know, am a people person. I personally am recharged and energized by people. So I, I love getting to meet new people and connect with new people. I, I'll say that um, the first for, you know, forum or platform that comes to mind is LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, so y'all definitely look me up on LinkedIn. Let's connect, send me a message if you like. Um, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. 
Um, and outside of that, you know, I, you know, am working on creating a, a, a website that hopefully will be a, a more of a um, connection point from those of us who personally are driven deeply, you know, by this work, this space, and, um, you know, can, can really begin to further work together. So while that's in the works, I, I definitely look forward to sharing more about that with um, collective community. All right. Well, we may have to have you back on or, or appear on one of my other podcasts and would love to hear about the website and the work you're doing in that area as well. Touche. I'd, I'd love that. All right. Well, thank you, Alexia, for being our guest on C-Suite, the show that combines surprising leadership insights with a focus on diversity. Well, you're most welcome. And thank you to the entire audience, our Latinx you know, siblings. I am here in community with you and always am learning on how to better support. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to C-Suite. Alpha's purpose is connecting Latino leaders for impact. To learn more, go to alpha.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review or share with a trusted friend or colleague. Remember, with the right perspective, amazing things can happen.